Welcome to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Mullings. I'm an author, speaker, and marketing mentor. And I believe in the importance of women of faith in business stepping up and shining in their lane so they can make the impact, influence, and income they were born to make. Join me to hear the stories of powerful women of faith who are using their purpose-driven businesses to make a difference in the world. Hello and welcome to the, this episode of Women Faith Plus Business. So super excited for my guest today, Lavinia. Whether on stage or facilitating a workshop, Lavinia has helped and inspired thousands of people grow forward in their careers, businesses, and relationships. She is known for her intuition to help the discontent gain new perspectives. Her message resonates with those who feel stuck, executives struggling with transition, and leaders who want to build high-functioning teams. Lavinia teaches them actionable steps to turn their vision into reality. She knows about staying focused on the vision, the importance of perseverance, and how to break through barriers from personal experience. As a trailblazer and entrepreneur, she broke the color barrier as the owner of the first multi-ethnic salon in the local area. Lavinia works in metro Atlanta area with her husband, David Marshall, a former NFL player, and her children. She is the founder of Totally You and Totally You 2 Next Generation, where she serves the next generation of female leaders. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Anything you would like to add to your intro that the audience may need to know? Well, I think you said a lot. <laughs> And um, yeah, oh, the one highlight that I really am very, very, very proud of, I am the owner also of Pinnacle Biz Group. That's what I do all my consulting and training and coaching through. Awesome. And then the other, the one thing that I'm very, very proud of is I am the, um, was blessed to be able to have the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award, making history with the first Black president. Awesome. Um, Barack Obama, and it came from his office. And so I re received that um, award for over 4,500 hours of community service. That's awesome. Amazing accomplishment. Thanks for sharing that with us. So Women, Faith, and Business is all about women of faith in business. And of course, the first question I always want to ask is, what made you take the leap of faith to actually start your own business? So I, in college, I always felt like I was going to have my own business. I had an undergraduate um, marketing degree from the University of Cincinnati. And, um, but I knew that I needed to start somewhere. And so I love fashion and I love numbers. So I started out in, in buying, um, mm -hmm. retail buying and for, for major corporations. Mm -hmm. But I always felt like one day I'm going to have my own business. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to have this big spa. I think that was the first business that I really wanted to have. And so I did eventually learn um, how to manage a spa. So I worked for a chain, I managed a spa, and I managed a salon, and then I eventually moved to the Atlanta area, and um, I thought, this is going to be the place where I'm going to make this happen. 
And so it's exactly what happened. And so I opened up a hair and nail salon. It wasn't a spa, but it was close to it. A hair and nail salon in Gwinnett County. And it was the first of its kind where there were different ethnicities, uh, people of color, whites and blacks. And so that was not going on back at that time. And so that was my first business and it was a brick and mortar business. And then eventually I opened up my uh, Pinnacle Biz Group, which is a consulting and training and coaching um, company. And so I just always felt like I was going to be in business for myself. And um, doing the consulting and training allows me to work with corporations um, where I'm pretty much I am on their time yeah. and, and mm -hmm. I am there to serve them. Um, but also with Pinnacle Biz Group, I do a lot of coaching for leaders and for women and for executives. All right. Well, that's an awesome journey. So definitely you knew even back in college that you wanted to own your business and be an entrepreneur, but you did take that initial journey of being in retail and working for a corporation and then going on to working for a salon and then opening up a nail, um, a nail store. So it was definitely a journey to get to that whole owning your own business. And so what are some of the ups and downs and major pivots? I know you mentioned a couple of them that you've had to make over the years, some of the ups and downs of owning your own business and maybe pivots and changes um, that you've had to make in your business? Sure. So when I, I'll just say this, I, I did take some time off from being a business owner. After I had my two children, I had a medical situation where it was a life and death situation where my, my youngest daughter was born, born only at 28 weeks. She was one pound, 13 ounces. Wow. And um, yeah, so she came very, very early. It was a very traumatic situation. I um, got full-blown toxemia. And um, so after you deliver the baby, you're supposed to get better, right? Well, it went just the opposite for me. All of my organs began to shut down. Oh, wow. I stayed in intensive care for almost two weeks. It was a life and death situation they said told my husband call all your family call all your friends we don't know if your wife is going to make it wow that's so big here comes all my family and all my friends and the power of prayer yes amen the power of agreement and prayer save my life and save my daughter's life and she mm. is 26 years old awesome no health issues whatsoever She's doing well. And she's also an entrepreneur. <laughs> she's a woman of faith and business. And um, so after that, I stayed at home with my kids. And then I homeschooled them. And then eventually, I felt like it was my time. Yeah. It was my time to go out and shine again and do Lavinia. I've been a mom. I was a homeschooler. I was volunteering a lot at church, being a leader at church. And so I was going to get a job. Mm -hmm. And I went looking for a job and no one would give me an opportunity. Mm. I mean, like the phones didn't ring, <laughs> the emails didn't come in. And so the next thing for me to do was to start something on my own. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what I did. And that's when I started Pinnacle Biz Group. And that's when I started consulting and training. And um, I kind of stumbled upon training, but it was very, very natural for me because I am a teacher at heart. That is one of my motivational gifts. 
Mm -hmm. um, according to first Corinthians, no Romans 12. Mm -hmm. And so I um, became a trainer and then from a trainer, I became a coach. And so that's kind of what happened. And now with COVID-19, I've had to make, as, as other people call it, a pivot or a change or an adjustment. Um, I've been doing more coaching than training. And so I, I do love it. I didn't know that I was going to love it as much as I do. Right. Uh, because I'm used to being up in front on the stage or speaking or either just up in front training and teaching in the classroom. But this is more one-on-one, -on -one, and I have done some group coaching also, and I have a new program coming up um, with some group coaching also. And so um, I really, really enjoy it because it gives me the opportunity to make a difference in other people's life. You've heard people say you can, um, as people of faith, mm -hmm. we can have mm -hmm. income and impact. We can make money, and we can make a difference. Definitely, definitely. So many golden nuggets in that story. So many things. I think the first thing I want to point out is the power of prayer. You're here today. Your daughter's here today. She's a woman of faith and business too. The power of agreement and prayer. You know, it's always important that we remember that as women of faith in business. And also the other point that really stood out for me was there was a season where you weren't getting your calls answered. You were knocking on doors, sending out your information, applying for jobs, and it wasn't happening. And sometimes God doesn't allow opportunities to happen for us because he's directing us on our, our path, our purpose. So a lot of times we're like, why, why is this happening to me? But God is saying, no, I'm not going to give you that opportunity. No, I'm not going to give you that job because I desire you to go on this path of entrepreneurship. So he dries up those things that we go after so we can go on our, our purpose and really, you know, go on that journey that he desires for us to go on. So, so many great nuggets in that. So I know as a woman of faith in business, faith obviously plays a major role in your life and your business. So how would you say that faith has played a role as a business owner for you? So sometimes owning your own business and even going to work, I mean, life has to be undergirded with faith. I, I feel like if I didn't have my faith in God and my faith in myself, where would I be? Right. I feel like um, when you have ups and downs and challenges and when those, when my phone was not ringing, I was like, okay, I know I have a lot of value. I had went back to school. I had gotten a master's degree and I knew that I was very intelligent. I knew that I had a lot to offer, but I could not give up on myself because I knew that God had not given up on me. And so that's where my faith is. As long as I have breath, then I know that God has not given up on me and I still have a chance. And so that's what keeps me motivated. The love of the Father, um, his forgiveness, his goodness, his kindness, his gentleness, um, the whispers that I hear to keep me encouraged. Um, sometimes you open up your Bible one day and it's just what you need or you listen to something that someone says and it's, and it's like, okay, Lord, you haven't left me. You haven't forsaken me. You're right here, even though this might be tough. And so the one thing about having faith, it has to, for me, it has to be there 
because that's what keeps me going. Because having your own business can be really rough. It can, I mean, just, you know, I, I feel like I'm saying that like, it's not rough when you go to work for someone, but it's all on you then. And so and at a job, they can replace you, right? But when you have your own business, it's up to you. And when it's, and I feel like it's not just up to me, it's up to me and my partner, me and the Holy Spirit. Yes. We're going to get this thing right. <laughs> I love that. As long as you have breath, you, that is so motivating. As long as you have breath, do not give up because God has not given up on you. That really stood out. So yeah, this journey is not easy. It's hard and you do feel like it's all on you versus having a job where you're answering to a boss or you know a company. It does feel like it's all on you. But as you said, we're women of faith. So we have something amazing, something that I like to call like our secret, secret weapon of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, God is in you. His Spirit is in you and guides you through this whole process. So that is awesome. So one of the things that I really admire and one of the reasons why I reached out to you is not just because you're a woman of faith in business, but you also talk about your faith on your platform. So it's one thing, you know, having faith and believing, but not necessarily staying in a, in a business environment or on a business platform talking about things like God and the Holy Spirit. So I'd love to find out, you know, how you decided that you were going to also use your business platform to really talk about your faith or be open about faith in business yeah so for a long time when i started out gosh oh it's been well over 10 years ago probably longer than that i struggled with that i remember going to an event to network because i was having my first event and I remember going to an event and I saw a woman on stage and she was on a panel, I think, or one of the speakers, and she was using her faith out in the marketplace. And she was talking and I went, oh, wow, you know, because I had been serving so long in the church as a leader. And I forgot to say, I am also an ordained minister. And so I had been serving so long that I didn't know what it looked like out in the marketplace and so but because it's so much a part of my core my foundation that i couldn't leave it out and so <laughs> i remember one time this girl asked me to be her mc at um it was like her foundation and she was recognizing all these women for their accomplishments and everything <laughs> and so i was the mc but i kept saying i knew that she was a christian and so i kept saying god and i kept saying jesus and i i, I started getting excited about the things that the ladies were sharing in their lives and so i started giving god the glory for all the things that he was sharing he was doing in those ladies lives and she was honoring and she was like if you don't calm down we're gonna have the holy spirit moving all up in here right <laughs> and um but I mean, there's no need for us to hide who we are. Yeah. Because either people are going to take it or they're not. And that's yeah. really where I've had to come to that place. But it was a journey. Yeah. Because I didn't know what people, not that I was worried about what people would say, 
but being in the marketplace, what was the, um, what's the word that I want to use? What was the norm? What was the etiquette per se? That's really where my questions were lined around because I always have to be Lavinia. And most of my coaching clients, they come to me really because I am a woman of faith. They come to me really because a lot of them know that and for the prophetic insight yeah. that I have. And that's the Holy Spirit. Yep. And that's, that's where they get their big wow moment exactly. in their life is because of the prophetic insight and the Holy Spirit inside of me, not because of Lavinia. Yeah. But because of that. And so, yeah, it was a journey. But um, I don't think that it's something that we need to hide or run away from. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like you said, it's a core. It's like a part of who you are. So to step into an environment and leave a part of who you are, it's like almost saying, I'm going to leave my arm at home today because I don't want my arm to show up in this atmosphere. But the arm is a part of your body and it's a part of who you are. So you can't leave your arm at home. You can't do that. So I do appreciate that. You know, you admitted it was a struggle, especially coming from an environment where you're used to, you know, being in the church and you have a certain language, Holy Spirit and Jesus. And you're like, is it appropriate? Is it not? But you have to stay true to who you are and the core of who you are. And whoever resonates with it is who you're called to serve. Whoever doesn't, you're not called to serve them anyways. So you show up and shine in the marketplace in the way that God has called you to show up and shine. So I definitely appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, everyone has a different faith journey, how they became a believer, how they started a a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'd love for you to share with the audience, how did you become a believer in Jesus Christ? Okay. So uh, it was my grandmother. And I love my grandmother. (laughs) She helped raise me. And so when on the weekends, my grandmother was, and I'll just go ahead and say what the nominee, my grandmother was a seven-day Adventist. Okay. And so on the weekends, on Fridays, I would leave, I'm the oldest of four. Okay. And I would leave my mother, my brothers, and my sister, and I would go spend the weekend with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to spend the weekend with my grandmother, that meant I was going to go to church. Right. And so we would go to church every Saturday morning and then Saturday evening. And if I went over Friday early enough, we would um, uh, celebrate the Sabbath by bringing, you know, when sundown happens and everything, we had our little rituals and things that we did. But I enjoy going to church. I enjoy spending that time with my grandmother and my aunt and my two cousins. We, we were the ones who we always went every Saturday. And that became... Um, a foundation for me mm-hmm. and um, we used to go to camp mm-hmm. and so we would drive and we would play these little games in the car uh, we would drive about three hours to go to camp and it was at camp that I raised my hand mm-hmm. um, for salvation mm-hmm. for receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior mm-hmm. and then when I got home that um, that summer I was 13 years old and when I got home, I um, got baptized. And so that was the beginning of my first faith journey. And I always say that I had no idea, but think about it. I was the only one who left my home to go spend the weekend with my grandmother to go to church with her. 
And then that all was just um, the beginning, my the, the foundation for where I am now. Um, and so I, I just started, I love church. I love the word. I remember when we started, when we, my husband and I, we moved here. Um, I think we had a Bible college at our church. I was the one, I'm like, I'm going to Bible college. And so I went to Bible college and everything. And then when it was time for me to, my kids were in high school and I was, again, saying it's time for Lavinia. I was thinking I'm going to go and get a, um, a I was going to get a doctorate in business. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, you know, I got my little book and I'm studying for the GRE and everything. And it just didn't feel right. Uh-huh. It just didn't feel right. And one of my spiritual daughters, we were going to do it together. Uh-huh. And um, so I just said, this isn't right. And just after much prayer, I knew that I was supposed to go and get, if I was going to get a master's or something like that, I ended up going to seminary. Okay. Emory Candler School of Theology. And so that was um, more along who I am. And all of that meshes together with my business. Exactly. Exactly. You know, my faith, my business, my theology, all of that, that all comes together with how I serve people. Yeah, it definitely merges and intersects for sure. So many parts of your story I can relate to. I'm also Adventist. So I grew up in the Adventist faith, you know, from the age of nine. I'm still Adventist today in, in worship. And so I totally relate to Friday night, you know, once sunset hits, it's, it's about fellowship with God, Sabbath. And, you know, a lot of times, especially being Adventist, it's from morning to evening. People are like, you guys are in church forever. <laughs> it's like so long. So I totally relate to that side of, of your story. And also the fact that it's a foundation that really set the foundation. You, you know, at the age of 13, me at the age of nine, just that solid foundation from our childhood that takes us through this faith journey throughout our lives. And the other part that I could relate to so much was at one time, I also thought about going back to school and um, getting, actually, I thought about taking the LSAT and I thought about, you know, getting a PhD in business and it just didn't feel right. It just wasn't sitting in my spirit to feel right to do that, you know? And so it's important to always pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying and directing you and not just moving forward to get the accolades and the accomplishments and the degrees, but really to seek God to understand what he desires for us. And in your case, it was to go to seminary school and, and, you know, and go that path instead of the the other path. So I truly appreciate and resonate with so many elements of your faith journey story. So, of course, this is a podcast all about faith and business. So one of the questions I really like to ask is, how would you actually define the power of faith? So I'm thinking of a scripture that just comes to me just off the top of my head. That's right. Without faith, it is impossible to to please please God. Yeah. And he who comes to God, she who comes to God, must believe that he is. Mm-hmm. And so faith in God believes that he is. He is, yeah. And I heard someone say, and I'll say he is, I'll say it this way, he is dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Yeah. 
when we need provision. He is provision. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer, mm-hmm. when we need help and healing. Right. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace, when we need peace. Mm-hmm. And so without having that faith, that belief, that trust, that knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that he is, mm-hmm. it is impossible to, to please him. I love that. That's a great definition. He is dot, dot, dot. So whatever it is that you need, whatever you need provided in your life, he is, like he said, in scripture, I am, right? It's the same thing. I am. That's it. Period. End of story. I am. Fill in the rest of what you need and desire in, in your life. And I love that you talked about it's impossible to please him without faith. And our goal and desire as women of faith in business is to please him. So having faith is at the core of who we are because <laughs> our desire is to please him. So I definitely love that definition of the power of faith. So of course, this podcast is about faith and business. So I am going to ask the question, how would you define or describe the power of business? So I think I kind of said it a little bit and I don't want to sound like Hottie about having your own business or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But there is one thing about it's not that you're in control when you have your business, because if you have a product or a service, um, whoever you're serving, that's really what a control for is paying for it, right? (laughs) Yes, because you're called to serve them. Exactly. So that's one thing about the power of business is if you think about it in such a way as you are called to serve. Mm -hmm. And so since I started out out really, well, business, then ministry, a whole lot of ministry, um, I look at them as one and the same. Because if you look up the word ministry, it is about serving. Mm -hmm. So that's the power of owning your own business, is you get to choose who you serve. Mm Um, because you can say whether you want this customer or that customer or what have you, this, any other, and you get to choose how you serve, meaning with what product or what service um, that you are going to be giving. And so there is a lot of power in that mm-hmm. uh, because you have choices. Mm-hmm. And um, for a long time, I used to always think oh, God, when people... <laughs> You know, they lost their job or whatever, and they would look for a job and job and job. And there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I would just think, well, why don't they start something on their own? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why? Don't, because my mind is wired like that. Mm-hmm. But not everybody is. No. And, so, and that's okay. But there is a, is a power in, I think, being able to say that, um, this is how I serve and this is what I do through my, my quote unquote, my own business. But as I said before, I know who my partner is. My partner is the Holy Spirit. I can't do it without, without the Holy Spirit because um, it just goes so much quicker, so much better, so much easier. Um, 
when I am listening (laughs) and obeying and implementing and executing what I have believed that I have heard from Holy Spirit. So there's power there. Uh, And being able to do that Mm -hmm. um, when you own your own business. And um, the the other thing about um, coming from a ministry perspective to a business perspective is having to change my mindset, my mindset, and those that I serve with about the whole money thing in business. Mm, mm-hmm. So I was used to doing things um, a certain way just because I wanted to see people's lives change. All right. Right. And um, I still want to see people's lives change. Yep. But where I have gotten the liberty from Holy Spirit is what I said before is I can make money and make a difference. Definitely. And so the, the mindset change around that and educating and helping um, I, in my coaching business, really helping women understand that. Uh-huh. Understand that you can take all that you are, your message, your mission, and you can make money. Definitely. Yeah. That's what my new program is wrapped around. And it's wrapped around all those things. Your your message and your mission is your money magnet. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, so that's, that's been very um, liberating for me, and I want to help liberate some other women. Yeah, I think the big thing that stood out um, for me with your power of um, business definition, first is choice. We serve a God who gives us choice. He gave us choice from the be- very beginning and continues to give us choice. So business really gives you a choice of who you serve and how you serve in the marketplace. So I think that's powerful. And the fact that you can lean on the Holy Spirit and you're really in partnership with God because God really gave you the vision and the desire of your heart to have a business in the beginning. (laughs) So the desire comes from him and you're in partnership with him and the Holy Spirit guides you. So I think that's important too. And I love what you said about mindset because I feel like almost in society and even people of faith at times, we've been brainwashed to believe that you have to look for a job, not knocking jobs, not knocking that at all, but jobs did not exist in the very beginning. (laughs) You know, you didn't apply for a job, you know, back in the days in, in, in Moses time or whatever it's, it's you, we all have the ability to have our own business because it's just serving it's serving like you said who you serve and how you serve and what you serve if you want to sum it up in that way too so he gives us all of the ability to have a business yes some people prefer to uh, go with a job route because it may seem easier because as we said before a lot of it falls on your lap as the entrepreneur and business owner but there's so much power in that. So I love that you highlighted those key things, you know, whether it's choice, whether it's Holy Spirit, or having a mindset that you can have your own business. Those are 
three key things in the power of business. So I definitely appreciate that. So, so many awesome nuggets that you've shared in the podcast today. If someone is interested in learning a little bit more about you or the work that you do in your business and how you help people, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? So they can look me up on my website, and it is, of course, www.LaviniaMarshall.com. And I like to spell my name because people sometimes get it wrong. Right. And that's L-A-V as in Victor, I-N-I-A-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L.com. So LaviniaMarshall.com is one way. And then I also have a, a Pinnacle Biz group. Uh, website also was more about my corporate, uh, my corporate, um, my corporate training and consulting um, Mm -hmm. arm is at a pinnacle biz group. But if you want to know more about me speaking, more about me coaching, you can go to LaviniaMarshall.com. Okay, perfect. So definitely check her out online. And are you on social media? What social media platforms would they be able to learn more about you or reach out to you on? Okay, yes, of course, on Facebook. (laughs) Facebook, I'm under Lavinia Phony Marshall, and uh, my page is Lavinia Marshall. And then I'm also on Instagram as uh, Lavinia Marshall. I'm on Twitter as Lavinia Marshall, and I'm on LinkedIn as Lavinia Marshall. So those are the platforms that I do frequent also. Okay, definitely. So check her out on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and you said Instagram too, right? And Instagram. Uh So she's on all those platforms. So definitely be sure to check her out on her website and on social media. Thanks so much for joining us today, Lavinia Marshall. Thank you for listening to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to subscribe to get the next episodes or go to womenfaithandbusiness.com to join our email list. Plus, if you would like to discover three powerful ways to attract your ideal clients so you can make the impact, influence, and income you were born to make, be sure to text POWERFUL to 31996.